Learning to Speak Life podcast on the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. This show will be focusing on the biblical truths surrounding the importance of speaking life-giving words, no matter the circumstance. This information will be relevant for new believers as well as the seasoned saints, as no one has their tongue under control. Hello and welcome to the Learning to Speak Life podcast. I'm your co-host, Carly Kirchival. And I'm your co-host, Michael Kirchival. Today, we are going to be talking to you about how God's Word can change your thinking. First, we're going to start the episode off with prayer. Michael? Heavenly Father, we come to you. We pray that you will give us your wisdom, Father God. Show us how your Word can change our thinking. Yes, Lord. We pray, God, that you will show our listeners how to apply this every day in their lives. And we ask this gracious Father in Jesus' name. Amen. Have you ever listened to someone full of God's love speak? Their words are pleasant and peaceful. This is because they're allowing God's word to change their thinking. If we only thought about what we see, it would always be negative. Therefore, it's very important that we use God's word to change our thinking. Michael's going to talk to you a little bit about that. Now let's get into the word of God. Yeah. Let's go to Romans chapter 12, verse 2, which says, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Carly, what are some ways that you renew your mind? Well, the first way that I renew my mind is by reading my Bible. Um, that's something that I enjoy doing, but truthfully, there's been seasons of my life where I haven't been able to spend as much time, I guess, quiet time in the word as I would like because of our precious children, as you know, (laughs) (laughs) but, (laughs) but that's okay because there are other ways that we can renew our minds. And I also enjoy renewing my mind through worship, through just reading devotionals with the children through games, through even watching, um, television shows. Well, not television shows, but let me rephrase that movies that are relating to Christianity. Yes. There was a time where we even would watch the DVDs at night. Um, when I would fall asleep, sometimes when, when you were deployed, I would watch those DVDs that pastor Jordan gave us and it would just be the word of God flashing on the screen with these beautiful pictures in the background and music. So there's various ways that I like to do it, but I'd say that my favorite way when I'm able to is to be in that word and to just hold it and behold it and turn those pages because there's nothing like laying your eyes on that word and allowing the word of God to speak directly to your spirit. What about you? What are your favorite ways to renew your mind? My favorite ways to renew my mind is I call it getting my game face on. <laughs> what I mean by that is on my way to work, I would always make sure I, I pray. 
I listen to sermons or listen to worship music, and it truly helps me begin my day to say, you know what, this is why I'm living. I'm living to please my father. Yes, I have a job, and I thank God for the job, but ultimately, my heart's desire is to please him, to represent him. And another way I like to renew my mind is just when we're around our family, uh, reading the word of God at the table or yeah. watching movies, yeah. basically always having access to the word of God and hearing our children's stories, how they see God. Yeah. It really ministers to me on a daily basis. Yeah, it's good. And, and especially when you work outside of the home, I remember one of the elders at the first church that we went to, how he always would tell us that it was imperative that if, you know, the wife is at home, which I am, have been blessed to be a, a stay at home homeschooling mom, um, since the inception of our family, but he would always talk to us about the importance of protecting your anointing and how the woman's job when she's at home is to be able to create an atmosphere of peace and of prayer and of, of worship so that, you know, when my husband would go out and work that he'd, you know, deal with all these different things that are essentially speaking against what the word says, speaking against peace, speaking against joy, speaking against, you know, prosperity and all the things healing that the gospel promises us, God's word promises us, but it would be one thing for him to face all those negative things outside of the house, but it would be a blessing for him to be able to come home into an atmosphere of peace and of prayer and of praise. And I found that to be very true. The only way that I was able to even attempt to have an atmosphere as peaceful as one that I was just describing is by renewing my mind in the word of God. Because although I wasn't, you know, outside of the home working, I still faced my own challenges and my own battles within the walls of the home, but even more so within the walls of my heart. And that takes us directly into the next scripture that we wanted to cover. It's in Luke 645. A good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart. And an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. If you listen to someone talk for a few minutes, have you ever noticed that you can get a really, really good idea of what is important to them? In other words, what is in their heart? Have you noticed that? Yes, I have. And that can be for the good or for the bad. Um, I think that whenever you hear yourself speak negatively, it's a good indication of where you need to renew your mind. So although it's not fun or is it good or nor is it godly to speak negatively, one good thing about our mouth um, is it doesn't lie about what's in our heart. So when we hear that kind of talk, it is literally giving us the keys to what it is that we need to change and work on in our own mind. God's word can change a negative mindset into a positive one. Amen. Just as we read in Romans 12 two, the key to obtaining a Christ-like mindset is by renewing your mind parallel with the truth of God's word. This should be the way you weigh everything. We try to do that every day in our household. We try to weigh it against the word of God to determine what is and is not of God. So in our emotions, in our speaking, any of those things. But I think that the important thing is understanding that it's something that can be changed. Yes, honey. 
they're very it's very important that that we sow good seeds we in other words we have to take time to invest in ourselves we need to allow the word of god to get so far deep inside of us when things do not go our way or circumstances come what comes forth is the word of god in order for us to do that is we constantly got to keep meditating on the word of god allowing the word of god to be the final authority and all this ties into us having a renewed mind a renewed mind is a changed mind that is on fire for jesus christ that's right and that's exactly what you said is is perfect that a renewed mind is a changed mind so when we talk about how god's word can change your thinking in relation to renewing your mind we specifically mean getting the Bible into you, the Word of God into you, through your eyes, through your ears, however you can get it, to make sure that that is replacing just the lies. We spoke about the lies in the first episode of The Enemy. He's constantly lying to us through everything that we see, through everything around us. And the only way that we can fight that is by getting into the Word, however way we see fit for that day, however we can fit it in, and meditating on that word. And the word is also going to steer us into the right direction. You know, there's times when I know when, you know, I'm at home with the children and maybe right now our youngest is five and he tends to um, have a short fuse at times. <laughs> and, uh, yes. You know, it, and right now the trigger of that oftentimes is his seven-year-old brother. And, um, you know, as much as we love them, we don't always love some of the, I guess, the stages that they go through aren't always fun, I should say. So right now it just seems like they're always fighting. You know, they're always at each other's throats just for no reason. I mean, we could can, can honestly say that everything could go great. We could be in the word. Mom and dad's attitudes and hearts can be right. Even big sister's heart's right. And they just start going at it. And it's like, what is going on? (laughs) But it's because they need to renew their minds. And their minds right now, the biggest thing, yes, part of it's because they're boys and because of their age. But a lot of it is just the simple fact that their human flesh tells them one thing that's contrary to the word of God. So it's a conflict. And their biggest thing right now is competition. I'm quite sure it will never end. But that's something right now that we're teaching our sons that they have to to renew their minds in the word of God, that it's God's word that should dictate their thoughts and not what, what competitive thing that they just saw on a TV show or who knows what they heard at the park. So that's another thing that um, we're going through right now that we're able to apply this very thing that we're talking about in our own personal life. Thank you, honey. Now, what I want to do is... Go a little bit further in the Word of God. Turn your Bibles to Proverbs 4.23, which says, Guard your heart more than anything else, because the source of your life flows from it. In order for us to guard our heart, we must allow the Word of God to be our shield, to be the final authority. In other words, No matter what we face, we have to say, and that includes our emotions, 
Because there's plenty of times I get upset and I want to believe the, the lie or believe that what that emotion tells me. I have to say, you know what, no matter what, God's word is the final authority. And I trust God enough that his word will give me his peace. That's the key. Don't give up. It's not enough just to confess one scripture and move on. Keep confessing. Keep believing until you get the peace of God. The devil will fight you tooth and nail to steal that peace from you. Without God's peace, you cannot conquer your mountain. Carly, what are some ways that you guard your heart? I think the biggest way that I guard it is meditating on the, on the word, you know, just constantly. I always have scriptures rolling around in my head. A lot of times I'll speak them out loud. Um, over the years, just through training and through discipline and lots of failures, um, but lots of victories. Amen. <laughs> only because of Jesus. Um, I've been able to get it to a point now where when the challenges arise, that the word is the first thing that comes on the scene rather than the emotions. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying it's all together, but it is much more together today than it was the day that I met Jesus. So for me, it's just the meditation. I think that's the, the one thing that allows me to really, really have victory in this area of my life. What about you? What I do is, is confession, confessing the word of God. I know I talked about getting my game face on. That ties right into it. I have to speak what God says about me to help me to guard my heart. So I won't worry or allow fear to come in and tell me what I'm not. Yeah. But I have to confess it because as I'm confessing it, there's just the peace of God comes in and then my faith grows and I move forward to the trials that face ahead. But it's so important that we truly confess the word of God, yes, and meditate on the word of God. But I must say this, you have to believe what you're reading or you have to believe what you're confessing because if you don't, then it's not going to work for you. But that again is something that comes in time. So if you don't believe what you're saying in the word of God yet, that's okay. It is a part of building your faith. So he gives you that mustard seed you continue to just keep on rolling. Don't worry about if, you know, you might be speaking a scripture or you might be hearing what we're saying right now. And part of you is like, I don't believe a word of that. But then there's something in you that's tugging at your heart and you're still listening right now. That right there is God. It's the, the spirit of God ministering to your heart. He's calling you into a deeper understanding of who he is into a deeper relationship of who he is. So I just wanted to interject and say that don't feel bad if that's where you're at. It's okay. But a time will come where you'll be accountable in a different way. And um, it is very important that you do understand that once you get to that point of believing his word, that Amen. he's going to hold you to that standard. He doesn't, um, God is awesome. He's not into the business of, of going backward. He likes us to continue to go forward just as long as we put one foot in front of another. It doesn't matter how fast. It doesn't matter the way. It just matters that you do it according to the word and according to your faith. And um, something else that you said that was really good was you said that the, the world is always telling you what you're not. And that's the key thing that, that you talked about that really rang true, that that's the truth right there. The importance of renewing our minds, the way that we conform to the pattern of the world is by listening to what it tells us. 
it tells you that you are not the most successful person, that you never will be successful. As a matter of fact, your name doesn't even belong in the same phrase or sentence as the word successful. It tells you, you know, everything that God says the opposite of, the world tells you. If God says that you're beautiful, the world tells you that you're ugly. If God tells you that you can do all things through him, the world tells you that you're an absolute failure and you'll never amount to anything. You know, God loves us unconditionally. The world, the the world system only loves you conditionally based upon performance, based upon money, based upon looks, based upon status and any kind of way we can determine or describe a status. That's what the world tries to tell you is good. And I think about how in, in, um, uh, what is it where it talks about chasing, chasing after the wind? I can't think right now. Where's that scripture? Okay, I found it. Ecclesiastes one fourteen says, I have seen all the things that are done under the sun. All of them are meaningless, a chasing after the wind. And that's exactly what the world system is. It's a chasing after the wind. You will never achieve the standards that they place because, number one, they change all the time. Depending on who's in power, who's influencing the world politically, economically, socially, so the standards always change, and they're always left up to what a person thinks, which is crazy. Whereas God's standard remains the same. And his standards are much higher than the world standards. Even though the world standards will make you, at times trick you, I should say, into believing that they're hard. They're not hard. They're just false. So you can't achieve something that's a lie. That's, it's, a, it's a facade. It's a fake. So that's another thing to keep in mind um, when you are talking just about conforming to the pattern of the world. So keep on pressing forward no matter what keep pressing forward keep reading the word keep praying the word keep going to church keep loving jesus singing for jesus seeking him out keep talking about him and he will not let you down he will not that's right honey now let's talk about how we can apply us guarding the our heart on a daily basis please turn to second corinthians Chapter 10, verses 4 and 5, which says, The weapons we use in our fight are not made by humans. Rather, they are powerful weapons from God. With them, we destroy people's defenses. That is, their arguments and all their intellectual arrogance that oppose the knowledge of God. We take every thought captive so that it is obedient to Christ. Yes. From the scripture, we have to remember that we must value what God says about us more than what others think about us. Yes. In order to do this, we have to change our thinking saying, no matter what I do or don't do, God's love is unconditional. It's not based upon our performance. Thank you, Lord. It's not based upon our reputation, Mm -hmm. but it's based upon what the word of God says, which God says in his word, he'll never leave us nor forsake us. Thank you, Lord. Also, this includes our own shortcomings. One thing that I do is I confess Romans 8, 1, which says, so now there is no condemnation. For those who belong to Christ Jesus. Each time I confess this scripture, it helps build my confidence in Jesus Christ. 
it helps change my thinking saying Jesus loves me yes I made a mistake but I learned from my mistake and I'm moving on that's good next Carly will talk about how the Word of God can show us what is truly in our heart to do that we're going to uh, go to Hebrews 4:12. for the Word of God is alive and powerful it is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword cutting between soul and spirit between joint and marrow it exposes our innermost thoughts and desires that scripture is so powerful it really shows us God's ability to distinguish his thoughts from our thoughts he tells us in his word that our thoughts are not his thoughts so the weapon that he's given us is the word it's alive and it's powerful that means that you know every time that we speak it life is happening Amen. every time we speak his word not words in general because we know like we talked about in the first episode if we're not speaking his word then we're speaking death so one of the things that I wanted to say that I really love about Hebrews 4.12 is I always think of it like this. When I read and confess God's word, it will quickly expose any thoughts or intentions that are ungodly. And that is an absolute blessing because it keeps us humble because it's exposing our sin. You can't be haughty and prideful when you're just realizing, wow, um, that was not a godly thought. Or, you know, whatever convictions may set in, that keeps you humble. It also helps us target areas that we need to work on. So, you know, we might be thinking we're doing good in one area. We read a scripture and our heart's convicted and showing us like, whoa, that's not good at all. But what I love about God, just like Michael was talking about in Hebrews, not Hebrews, but in Romans 8 1, he doesn't condemn us, though. He loves us through it. Amen. He, he talks us through it. He just, his grace is truly sufficient. So whenever we see those areas that we need to work on, God guides us with his love and by his spirit into peace, into joy, and all these other beautiful things that his word promises. Also, what I love about that scripture is that it also shows us who we really are. We can't hide from God. We can hide from people. We can show them, you know, oh yeah, this is, this is how I feel. Or, or, you know, we can hide, basically. We can lie to people. But we can't lie to God. And that's that's great because in our little mind, you know, yeah, maybe those around you cannot hear your thoughts, but God can. He knows your thoughts. And he knows also, an even better thing, how to help you change them. So as we've been talking about this episode, God's word changes your thinking. If you would actually go ahead and make the daily discipline, the habit to be in the word, to speak the word, to pray the word, to talk about the word, to sing the word, then you'll see definite changes in your thinking. You will go from believing the lies of this world or thinking negatively to beginning to see that, wow, that's actually not true. And you'll choose what's right. It becomes easy to choose what's right and think God's word when you're in it all the time by renewing our minds as we talked about in Romans 12 too. Thank you, honey. Now... Let's go to Isaiah 55, verses 10 and 11, which says, As the rain and the snow come down from heaven, and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish, so that it yields seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so is my word that goes out of my mouth. 
it will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. Amen. I love this scripture. This scripture is awesome. One thing that this scripture does for me is it shows me that confession of God's word will benefit anyone who believes in God's divine power. Amen. Now, in order for that to happen is you have to purpose in your thinking that God's word is more powerful than anything else. And you must believe that God, he exists and that he still honors his word. When we do this, we show God that we're more centered on him and what his word says than what our problems or what our circumstances say. So it's very important that we continually renew our mind in the word of God. Yes. And, and it also, you know, he says it will not return to me empty. That word that goes out from his mouth will not return to him empty and it will accomplish what he desires and achieves the purpose for which he sent it. He sent his word, his son, so that we might have life and have it to the full. So when we speak that word, we are speaking the abundance of life that he sent the word, the living word, Jesus, in the flesh to come and to save us from our sin. And that's something that is so exciting to me. Every time I speak the word, I get energized. I get excited. Hope Amen. is birthed in places where there were once hopelessness and desperation. And I just begin to just get excited. You can't help but get your praise on when you speak the word of God. Hallelujah. Ooh, I love talking about the word. Carly will end this episode with praying. And we, she will discuss what's going to be coming up next. All right. Lord, we just thank you for this time you've given us once again to talk about your word, to honor you through speaking yes. your word. Yes, Father. God, we just pray in the name of Jesus that the anointing of your Holy Spirit will rest upon this episode, that yes, it Father. will penetrate the hearts and minds of those who need to receive it. Hallelujah. We pray, God, that you will just continue to open doors for your kingdom for those that are seeking and serving you to be able to come into situations like this, like podcasting and writing and however else you see your word fit to go through the airwaves or, or however on paper printed word, any way that you see fit, yes. Lord. I, I know that I'm limiting you with my words, but God, I just ask in the name of Jesus that you will just continue to open these doors yes, so Father. that your people and your seed can be sown across the land yes, to Father. reap a harvest of righteousness for your name's sake. Help those, Lord, listening to this that have a tough time with their thoughts and their thought life. Just help them to get into the word. Help them to yes, not Father. walk in condemnation, but to walk in hope, Hallelujah. to walk in joy and peace, God, to walk in the righteousness that comes directly from you. Yes, Father. We thank you, Lord, that your word is truly living and active and that you gave it to us to speak and yes, that it will Lord. not return void. We love you, Lord. We bless you and we praise you. In your Hallelujah. precious and holy name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, I'm sure uh, a lot of ladies listening to this remember that Valentine's Day is coming up soon. And so we actually, our next episode is coming up on February 13th. And we have a special episode that is going to be talking about speaking life into your marriage. Uh, we feel like it's appropriate regardless, but we also thought it would be nice to do around Valentine's Day just to remind people what what love is all about. It's not about gifts or chocolates or a holiday, but it's about what you do every day. And that is to speak life 
to your spouse, to your situation, and into your own heart, and thanking God for his word. So we just are thankful that, again, that you joined us and tuned in. We pray that this has been a blessing to you, and we look forward to seeing you next week. Don't forget that you can contact us anytime at our email. It is info at learningtospeaklife.com, and you can also reach us on our website, learningtospeaklife.com. Have a great day. God bless. If you have questions, testimonies, or prayer requests to share, you can connect with them on their website, learningtospeaklife.com, or by email at info at learningtospeaklife.com. We pray this session has been a blessing for you.